So I would like us today to continue with the teaching that we've been having. We've shared quite a bit on the aspects of the soil. And the last time when we shared together, we talked about the aspect of preparing. We talked about the name of Jesus and what the name of Jesus is supposed to effect and to do in our lives. As I told you that it had been so much upon my heart that as we continue with a series of studying about the sower and the various types of soils which we are, it came upon my heart as we enter into the aspect of the good soil to understand and to share and to discuss about this good soil and to establish a my good soil as I am right now or there is something that I need to do. And that's why it was laid upon my heart for us to share on this particular aspect of making our soil, you know, making ready our soil, preparing it so that it becomes good. Because as we speak about the good soil, I want it to be a reality because the Lord wants to come and make a dwelling place in you and in me in a unique and in a special way, especially in this particular season and in this time. And as he arrives to be able to make that dwelling place, he begins to make that dwelling place by the way of the seed that he puts in that particular soil. And that is you, and that is me. He presents himself in the form of the seed. And he's able then to start to express himself as he coordinates or as he merges together with that soil so as to be able to bring out the properties that he actually is. His characteristics, he starts to bring them out as he lodges himself in that soil which you are and I am. That's the reason why every time we resist him and every time he finds difficulties in being able to, uh, to you know, manifest himself in that particular soil, that is the seed is not able to grow, the seed is not able to go to maturity, it grieves his heart. And as we have said over and over again, the scripture gives us the picture of the Lord our God in a number of places, there are many pictures that it gives us of him. But it gives us a picture as we have known of him as we are studying this particular series. That he's a gardener, he's a farmer, he's a vine dresser, and he is a sower. That's what we are measuring on. And so as we enter into the part of the lesson that we're going to share today, let us pray. Father, we give you glory that you've got a purpose for each one of us. And you've made a way to reach out unto us. You found us out. You discovered us in your search. For you said, I came to seek and to save. And you have sought and you have saved us. Each one that is within the hearing of my, of my, of my voice. And the ones that you have touched and they have acknowledged your Lordship. Father, you have found us. And you prepare us for you to be able to lodge your seed in us so that you may reproduce yourself in fullness. May it be a reality in our individual lives even as we share. Let your spirit confirm your word in us and through us. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, as we go in to share this particular aspect, I just want to bring to our attention one main thing. There's this one word that has been coming, maybe I've shared it before, but it has been coming over and over again since Monday into my spirit. And I felt strange enough as being laid that as we study about the soil, the good soil, we will touch once again the preparation of that particular good soil. And next time, we'll enter into what is the good soil. And so today, the word that has been coming to my spirit since Monday, I can't explain why, but it's kept on coming, is make way for the Lord. Make way for the Lord. Maybe we have shared before, but it kept on coming, and I say, okay, Lord, I believe there is something you want us to hear. So I will share on this making the way, making the way for the Lord. And let us see what it is that he has got in store for us. In the book of John chapter 1 and verse 19 to 23, John chapter 1 verse 19 to 23, the word of God says the following. Now this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed, and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you then, that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. Make straight the way of the Lord. As the prophet Isaiah said. Straight away as John puts it there. He says make straight the way. Of the Lord. In essence, as we have said that he is a gardener, and you heard before we have said every gardener or every farmer, he looks for the good soil. He seeks out the various types of pieces of fields or lands to be able to get the place where he will be able to place his seed. And we find here similarly that the Lord comes. Every time he comes, wherever he comes to us, he comes with a seed. As Jesus said, the sower is the son of God, or the son, the son of God, and he, he, he comes sowing forth, the, the son of man, he comes sowing forth the word, which is the seed, the seed of God. And why does he come with the seed every time? It is because of this one word, one thing. He comes with a seed because he looks forward to the fruit. Now realize one thing. It is interesting. I was thinking about it. What is unique about a fruit? The uniqueness of a fruit is the fact that it is packed with seeds. Generally. Most fruits, whether it is, if it is corn, when corn is ready, the whole thing is ready, you find it's one seed that was planted, but when you pull off the, the covers, you discover there are about almost 100 or 200 similar seeds 
similar to the one that you placed at first. You have now 200 of the same in that one thing. And that is the unique thing about the fruit. It has so many seeds. So why is it he comes here and he says, he, as I'm saying, he is looking. He comes with the seed because he knows what the seed is going to give him. It will give him back so much more of the same that he has gotten. Have you ever wondered why he said the first become the last? The seed is the first and the seed is the last. Because after you planted the seed, after all is said and done, what comes last? It is the seed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is, his word is the seed. It is forever settled in heaven. It is the first and it is the last. And hence, as he plants that seed in you and he plants that seed in me, he knows that at the end of the day, you're going to become the seed. Because the seed will transform you and become like itself. And that's why he's so excited when he finds that good soil, you and I. He places his seed in it and he starts smiling for he's looking forward. He's looking forward for the fruit that is going to come forth out of it. That as you are transformed by the seed that he has placed in you, you will influence others by virtue of that seed that is in you. And hence many seeds again will come forth similar to the one that he has placed in you, which you have become. Others will become likewise. And hence the longing that he desires for the seed to find a good soil. And hence the challenge and the call that he gives unto you. Break the hard ground, my child. Remove the rocks, my beloved. And guard the soil. Guard that ground against the thorns and against the weeds. You see, after you've removed all this, every, 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 every a, a clear soil is such a good place that the thorns, the thistles, everything wants to come into it. So that it may have a chance to grow and express itself. But he desires that his only seed and that is his word may be found in you. Hear what he says in John chapter 15 verse 8. He says, by this my father is glorified. That you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. How is he glorified? He says, he glory is manifested in the abundance of fruit. Why? It's because as more fruit is there, more of the seed is there. It is not just the flesh that is in the, in the, in the, whatever, in the, in the fruit. In due time, the flesh of the, of, the, of the whatever, of the fruit either rots away, but the seed remains, if you realize. The covering dries up and becomes so dry, it becomes of no use. But the seed remains inside, precious. Through the winter, you can see everything has died and gone. But the seed remains silent there because it knows it has got a resilience in it. When the spring will come, it will also spring out and bring forth a likeness of itself. My brother and my sister... We are in a season which is like a winter for you as a child of God and for me as a child of God. But the seed that is in you, 
One day it's going to blossom. That is when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. That is our summer. That is our spring. Because that spring and that summer is coming. When the new kingdom that Jesus Christ is bringing shall be made manifest. And that particular time, the seed that has been, you know, maturing in you and in me, that seed will be able to blossom and be manifest in its own fullness as a big fruit, which is basically actually the real seed once again. That's why it says he is bringing many sons into glory. He's bringing many seeds into glory for the honor and for the praise of God in the highest. Now, there's one thing that happens that if you look in Genesis chapter, in Genesis chapter, chapter, chapter 3 and verse, verse 22 to 24, Genesis chapter 3 verse 22 to 24, we have seen that he looks for the soil that is sweetened for his seed. And his seed, in, as far as we know, in, for, uh, for us, human, humankind, his seed could only find one type of place where it could be able to be expressed properly. He tried it in some of the angels, some of them maintained their state. But Lucifer and his other crowd, they rebelled and fell off. And then he found another sea, another place, the soil, the best soil he could express himself in, and that is in mankind, in Adam. And in, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 22, up to verse 24, the word of God says, After man had fell, he says, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life, and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he had been taken. So he drove out the man and he placed a cherubim uh, at the east of the garden of Eden and a, flaming, and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. God is, he is life. And so much as he knew the only place where his seed could find expression was in the world. You can see here as Genesis tells us, the way into the world had been cut off. Because the world could not be linked back to the tree of life. He is the life itself. And he says that cherubim and that flaming sword, it had been placed to keep on going round that tree of life, meaning the world was cut off straight away from, from life. And the world started to perish. In fact, if anything, it perished. But essentially, it was perishing now from that moment on. Man and woman, they became a subject to death. Death started to reign. And it continued to reign throughout the whole of the human race up to this particular time where we are. But in his mercy and in his grace, as we know, the Lord thought of the perishing world. He realized I've cut myself off from the, the, the world that is the soil. The soil that where I need to plant my seed is out there. But I've cut it off with a flaming sword. I can't reach it. They can't reach me. So what does he do? The word of God says he came up with a new dressing. 
he looked for a way that can pass through that sword. The sword that will be able to reach out. You know, the sword, the flaming sword was continually cutting all through. But he devised a way. He found, he came up with a new, a new, a new garment. Or if I may call it a new cloak. Or you can call it a new way to be able to bypass that particular flaming sword that he had placed. In the, you know, on the east to go round and round the tree of life. And through this particular new dressing, he will be able to reach out to mankind. He will be able to reach out to creation. He will be able to communicate to the world where his soil, the soil that he knew, the only soil that could be able to bring forth the seed, uh, that, that could make the seed to grow. Now realize one thing, why was the world perishing? Why was the world perishing? If you analyze all the reasons put together, it comes to one, one reason. That was selfishness. It was, I, my, my, I want, I want, I want. It is that essence of selfishness that led for the world to start to perish. But in John chapter 3 verse 16, the scripture, you know, the word says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the new garment or the new way that the Lord made or devised to be able to reach the world. It is what we call love. It is expressed in so many different ways in our, in our, in our present day time. But we will touch it just briefly, and then we shall be through. The new garment and the new way was and is love up to this particular moment. And if you realize, only love could rekindle or reignite the senses of the perishing world. The perishing world, because of selfishness, had entered into an essence of bitterness, anger, hate, pride. It had numbed, all those things had numbed the, the, the sense of life. In the sense of the, of the world has been killed by this particular, by these particular things that had entered into the world. And only one thing could penetrate bitterness. Only one thing could penetrate hate, pride, and that arrogance that mankind had entered into to cut himself away from God. That was love. And only love could be able to appear in the vision of a perishing world. Realize that a dying man generally almost sees there's the hallucinations and what have you they will see. And once he's dead, there's nothing that the dead can be able to see. The perishing vision, the focus was out, but only love is able to penetrate through and be seen in the vision of the dying world and enable the dying, the perishing, to be able to reach out to get hold of that particular saving line that is cast out. It is the thing we call love. And once again, only love, the sound of love, could be picked up by the hearing of the perishing world. The perishing, the selfishness of the world is such that you will only hear yourself. You will only see your situation. You will only see what concerns me and what I want and what I should do against that individual and against that individual so that I may possess everything and everywhere that I want to be. But only love is able to penetrate through that and bring sense back 
into the mind of that particular individual. And creation itself speaks to us of how we are supposed to thrive. If you look at Psalms chapter 19 verse 1 to 4, the word of God says in chapter 19 of Psalms 1 to 4, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone throughout all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. What language and what word is creation or the universe or the heavens declaring unto mankind, unto you and I every day? It keeps on speaking unto us over and over again. It shows us the way to thrive. Think of the sun. For all the years that it has been there, that guy has never moved from his place. He's always just stood there only sending out light and heat to the whole solar system. He's never moved from that place. The earth, what about earth and the moon and the, all the other planets? Every one of them has been running around the sun all these particular years. None of them has deviated from the course that they were told to run. What about you and I? What about mankind? Where, where are we? The language they are speaking unto us is, if you continue where you are supposed to be, everything will be wonderful. All will be able, everything will be able to thrive. Everybody has got their place. Each individual has got their part to play. Play your part. I play my part. We'll be able to grow and thrive wonderfully together because we are made to be able to supply into each other and be able to strengthen each other. Hence the vision of Hope Community Church when Slagan connect, grow, and go. Why? Because as you connect, in the, and you grow as you run your course continually, not interfering with brother or sister or whatever, but encouraging each other so that we move on to what God has called us unto. The promise is we will thrive, we will blossom, we will be blessed, our families will be blessed, everything we lay our hands on to do will prosper because that's how he devised. Look at creation, all the things that he has made, every one of them, even the snakes, Imagine, think about it. There is the venom of the snakes. It is poisonous, but there is also some cure, some, something that that particular venom heals or cures. Meaning, everything in creation was made for the sake of the other, not for itself. And unless selfishness had come in and broken, brought in disorder, all of us had enjoyed going on together in one direction. Whatever direction it is that we have been called unto, realize the snake will be a blessing. The tortoise will be a blessing. The cockroach will be a blessing. Everything, you and I, will be a blessing to one another. And all of it is because of this particular garment, love, which the Lord God released a cross when he thought of coming over. So, the best environment for any soil to be able to thrive is love. And you may break the hard ground. You may remove the rocks and you may guard against the weeds and the thorns and the thistles from coming into your soil. But realize, if there is the wrong environment, if the soil is too acidic, the seed will not grow in it. If the soil maybe is too alkaline, maybe the seed also will not grow in it. 
It needs the optimum environment. And that environment is love. And what does the word of God say? It look at the spirit. The love, from the love of, the, of God and from the love of the, of, 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 of the spirit. You realize the other aspect of the fruit of the spirit is made manifest. From love you will find joy. From love you will find peace. From love you will find kindness. From love you will find patience. From love you will find faithfulness. From love you will find gentleness. From love you will find self-control. Love is like the bedrock from which every good thing is able to, to grow and to thrive. And what does the word of God say in Romans chapter 5 verse 5? He says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given unto us. What is he trying to say in that place? Love will heal the mess in your soil. Love will heal the mess in my soil. I want you to look at what bitterness has done in the world. There's bitterness that is cropped up in generations. You'll find one family has a bitterness against another family for generations and generations. Just because the great, great, great grandfather did this to the, the, the son or the whatever of that family, you know, enmity steps up, bitterness between them down through the ages. A son and a daughter later on in many generations will want to get married, but they are blocked. They are saying, we don't marry from that particular family. We don't marry from that particular family. Races have been brought at loggerheads because of bitterness. We don't marry from that particular kind of, of, of race. We don't marry. You, you can't touch anybody from that particular race. We have come at loggerheads with each other because of bitterness. There is the aspect of, look at how people, you know, even within the church, we've got bitterness amongst the saints. But hear what the word of God says in 1 John chapter 3 verse 14. And I don't want you to be deceived, my brother or my sister. Don't cuddle yourself in your home or in your own experience saying that I have the spirit all is well, but I can hate bro brother Richard, I can hate brother Dwayne, I can even hate Simon or Mary, I can hate Karina or, or Savannah or Alex, I can hate them, I don't care as long as I have the spirit of the Lord in me. Listen, if love is not there, then there is no seed that will thrive in that place. Hear what he says in 1 John 3.14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. That means whether I can pray in tongues like a, like, like a machine because I say I have the spirit, but I am bitter against you, it means I am no, I'm abiding in death. I've got no hope. And I want to encourage us as a church. I want this is the prayer that the Lord is giving unto us. And the whole essence of this message was. He wants you to as you call on the name of Jesus. I want you to pray that prayer of Romans 5, 5. Pour your love into me. That love will be able to penetrate the bitterness that we have. You know out of bitterness comes resentment. Out of bitterness comes anger. Out of bitterness comes abuse, how we abuse others. Out of bitterness comes hate. Out of bitterness comes suicidal thoughts and the like. 
out of bitterness comes that essence of lying to one another and things like that. Bitterness, the Bible says, because of the root, the root of bitterness, many are defiled. And if you are defiled, I'm defiled. We can't inherit the promise of life that God has given unto us. But love is able to remove this particular, to wipe out, because the Bible says, perfect love casts out all these fears. It will cast out resentment. It will cast out bitterness. It will cast out anger. It will cast out abuse. It does not matter what anybody has done that I hate my brother because he did this to me. I cannot forgive him. No. When you allow, open your heart and start saying, Father, pour your love into me. Pour your love into this soil that you have made me to be because I want to be through your seed to thrive in me. Let the love of God you know, be poured into your spirit. It will heal your bitterness. It will heal the broken heart. There is no broken heart that the heart that love cannot heal. When we look at how hurt and how painful we are pained by the experiences of the past, I want you to think of the God our Father. How many evils and wickedness we have done against him. And yet the word of God says, he overlooked all that. He put on a new garment that managed to penetrate through that particular flaming sword that meant you, you and I will never have life again. We were perishing forever. But because of that garment he put on, he reached into this particular world and we managed to cross that particular red line, entered into the place of the tree of life. We have Jesus. You have Jesus. Because of this garment of love. Brother and my sister, let us put on love. I don't know what you have been hurt about. I don't care what you have been pained or what you are paining about right now. I know there are losses that we have experienced. You know, Paul, you know, I have lost this because of that man or that woman or that company. Today, I want you to make a decision. Make way, a straight way for the Lord. That straight way is the way of love, my brother and my sister. Make it up in your mind. You're holding that grievance, holding that bitterness, holding that unforgiveness will not help you. It will not help me. For the Father has said, if you don't forgive, I will not forgive you. Forgiveness is there for us only when we release. So I want to encourage Hope Community Church West London. As he says in the Romans 5, 5, that, you know, now hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given unto us. And the last scripture I want you to go read, here is the same first John chapter, chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. It could not know him because he was love. The world does not know love. And that love will make your soil and my soil thrive, conducive, the right environment that will make the seed, which is the word of God, to blossom and bring forth much fruit, which will glorify the Father. And the final bit, remember what he said. In this 
is my father glorified? That is in John 15, 8. By this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. He is interested in much fruit. It brings the glory to him. And the second thing is, so you will be my disciples. The much fruit, the much seed, as I say, the seed ends up producing the fruit. The fruit tends to have so many seeds inside it. He delights in much fruit. There are many seeds that will be produced after all is said and done because of you and I being available to the love of God to make us to be what he wants us to be in Jesus' name. I want you to bow down your head, whether you're in your home, wherever you are. And I just want you to ask the Father, Father, pour your love again in me. I want you to look at your whole life and I want you to continue doing it in the, for the rest of the week and the days ahead. Every painful situation or circumstance that you have gone through, every loss you have experienced and it brings bad memories to your mind, Every bitterness, resentment, anger, every negativeness that has been in your life, whatsoever kind it might be. I want you to start crying unto God. Romans 5, 5, oh God, pour your love into me by your Holy Spirit. Pour your love into me by your Holy Spirit. Pour your love into me by your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, let it be a reality. Let every one of your children experience the fulfillment of your word, the garment of love coming upon each one of us and enabling us to be a ground that will cause your seed to thrive, making us to be the good soil in Jesus' name. Amen.